Hi, everyone. My name is Mark Snyder. Welcome to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM, WCWP and WCWP.org. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders and has been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast by visiting WCWP.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. So let me introduce my two guests this morning. David Friedman, president of the Hewlett Woodmere Business Association. David is also owner of DBF Collection Corp. Uh, that's a full service collection agency, medical, retail, commercial, and real estate accounts collected nationwide. Lisa Cohen, president of the Glen Cove Chamber of Commerce, right up the road here from the studio. Lisa is also the executive director of Living Water for Women. Uh, their vision is to help disenfranchised and formerly incarcerated women overcome their weaknesses and nurture their strengths so that they may become vital members of the community. David and Lisa, welcome to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM, WCWP and WCWP.org. I'd like to start by having each one of you tell us a little bit about the communities that you serve as Chamber President. Lisa, how are things going in the wonderful city of Glen Cove these days? Glen Cove is booming right now. There's a lot of construction going on. Uh, as also a resident there, there's a lot of complaining going on from people about having more people in the community. But Glen Cove has never been a go-to destination. It's at the end of Glen Cove Road, or 107 if you'd call it, and I think the development of the waterfront even though it will make it congested, it's so much needed because we need people to come to Glen Cove. I can remember as a kid living in Roslyn, we went to the movies. Glen Cove had three movie theaters. That was where you went. Now there's just one. And there's very little business downtown. And I believe developing the waterfront will just bring more stores, more restaurants, more people, more business to the area, to businesses, whether they're large or small. There is a lot going on in Glen Cove. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, in the meantime, David, heading all the way down to the south shore of Long Island. How is life in the communities of Hewlett and Woodmere? Uh, life is very good in Hewlett Woodmere. Uh, before we get to that, yes. before we get to that, just for our, our listeners um, and li people in the area who don't know much about your community, uh, the area is known as the Five Towns. Right. Can you just give us a little history of the five towns, and then we're going to talk about Hewlett Woodmere, but I just want to establish this location and sort of the history of how it became the five towns. Okay, the five towns uh, basically starts at the Queens border uh, of Far Rockaway, and the towns begin at Inwood, and then at, proceeding east, it goes to Lawrence, Cedarhurst, Woodmere, and Hewlett. Um, the five towns area has two school districts, one covering the Lawrence Cedarhurst area and part of Woodmere, and the rest covering Hewlett and Woodmere, and small borderline areas into part of Gibson, which is Valley Stream, and a little bit of Lindbrook. Um, we have a very, uh, Hewlett Woodmere is a diverse community. We have a fantastic school system, terrific parks. Uh, the benefits that we have being close to the beaches mass transit. We have actually three Long Island Railroad stations right in our district, Hewlett, Woodmere, and Gibson. And being close to the city, being close to the airports, it's a fantastic uh, area. We have the, actually, we're the fourth precinct, which is the lowest crime precinct in the state of New York and one of the lowest in the country. So we have a lot of various areas that are very attractive to people. And we're always encouraging residents and new businesses to move into our area. If I did my homework properly, there are four villages in the community that you serve. Hewlett Harbor Village, Hewlett Neck Village, right? Hewlett Bay Park Village right. and Woodsburg Village. Yes. So how does uh, the Business Association interact with those communities? Or are they on their own doing their own thing? Well, the incorporated villages are completely residential. There are no businesses allowed in those incorporated villages. For example, I grew up in Hewlett Bay Park. Uh, it has to be residential, and you have to have a minimum of one acre per property. Um, we are very involved with the residents of those villages because um, most of the uh, residents in the incorporated villages have students who go to our schools. 
Um, Woodsburg actually, and part of Woodmere, are divided, and some of the residents are in District 14 and some are in 15. So um, we're, they're part of our community. Um, our chamber basically, because Hewlett and Woodmere themselves are unincorporated villages or hamlets as they're called, we are part of the town of Hempstead and Nassau County. So we have a unique situation where the business association actually becomes a quasi-municipal government. Um, our business association not only handles businesses, we're also the liaison to the public and private schools. We handle the uh, administration of many functions such as getting people variances to open new businesses. We testify in the town of Hempstead for the Board of Zoning Appeals. We're involved with snow removal, things most chambers don't get involved in. Uh, we also run the uh, Memorial Day Parade. We sponsor Kids Night Out at Hewlett High School, which encourages families to leave their kids for a drop-off where they can go out for dinner and enjoy our local member restaurants. Uh, we're also involved with the endowment fund in the school system. I'm on that board as well. And uh, the largest activity we do there involving the entire Five Towns community in public and private schools is a STEAM festival called Arts Below Sunrise, which uh, is in the fall this year at September 22nd. We showcase businesses, community organizations, profit and nonprofit, and the fantastic school STEAM exhibits that we have from Hewlett High School and the middle school and elementary school, as well as LWA, which is Lawrence Woodmere Academy, a, public, a private school in our district and other surrounding schools. Um, we last year had 4,000 attendees. Wow. So we do this also in conjunction with uh, St. John's Episcopal Church there, Trinity St. John's, uh, and other organizations such as uh, community events uh, that we do with uh, Knights of Columbus, the local Chabad house there. So we're really building on all aspects of our community. I will say David came very prepared today. He has on his Hewlett Woodmere uh, Business Association official uh, uh, polo shirt. Yes. Looks very nice. <laughs> Is there a reason you're not a chamber and you opted to be a business association? Because you do have a broader reach, it appears to me, than the average chamber of commerce. Well, yes. Um, back in 2011, there were two distinct organizations. One was the uh, Hewlett Business Association and one was called the Woodmere Merchants Association. And um, it got to a point where we realized, since we're both in the same school district and same community of these two towns, that it would be better to pool our resources and combine the organizations into one chamber, which became the Hewlett Woodmere Business Association, and work together with the government agencies, the schools, and the businesses and professionals to have a more more cohesive organization. And it really gives us more, uh, I would say, more power when we're negotiating with government agencies and outside vendors to get services and roads repaired and various repairs and, and improvements to our community. Has there ever been any discussion of a five towns chamber? Since you're always, you're, very rarely is your community referred to as Hewlett Woodmere, at least on the outside looking in. It's always, you know, I'm going to the five towns. Oh, where in the five towns are you going? I'm going to Cedarhurst or I'm going to Woodmere. Has there ever been any discussion uh, about, uh, and would it even make sense to have a five towns chamber of commerce? Well, there, there are certain five towns organizations. However, um, in our situation, Cedarhurst has a bid, not a, not a chamber. Yes, so Cedarhurst has a bid. Um, I think they had that about 10 years ago. But right, they... and Lawrence has a chamber, which they're basically reviving at this point. I was talking with some of the members there, and they're trying to uh, basically start all over again in Lawrence. Um, Inwood, we don't have that much involvement with Inwood, but Inwood has their own organizations there. And um, at this point, it really doesn't make sense from what we've seen to get all of these into one organization. 
Uh, one of the reasons also is that because we're in different school districts in different areas of the five towns, there are different priorities. And to be honest, we are competing in terms of uh, businesses and professionals. Uh, our Hewlett Woodmere businesses and professionals are competing with those in the other towns. We're in two different school districts that are that are not alike at all, actually. Right. Um, uh, Woodmere School District is constantly expanding where the public schools in District 15, Lawrence Cedarhurst area, have been contracting because they have a very large amount of uh, religious schools that they go to. So they have, in fact, sold some of their properties. Um, so we are really trying to encourage more people to come into our school district to use the public schools and private schools. Uh, in addition to uh, using our professionals, our parks, our merchants, we have fantastic restaurants. Uh, we're right now starting an initiative to try to get some of these Amazon families to move into our area. It's at the beginning of that curve, and we really don't know how it's going to shake out, but we figured that it would be proactive to contact the relocation people at Amazon now as well as some of our local realtors. We have a terrific coach uh, realty organization and a VI properties organization, and we've already commenced discussions to try to lure uh, a percentage of these people to Hewlett Woodmere because we want more customers, we want more public school students. It's interesting that they've been given a name now. They're Amazon families. Yes. <laughs> Would you like to talk about the bid as well? Glenn Cove also has oh. a bid. And as, as far as I'm aware... Did I have it right, most of what I said? Yes, but I do believe it's business owners, okay? And the Chamber of Commerce, at least in Glen Cove, encompasses the entire area of Glen Cove, even some Locust Valley, even out of the area. But the Business Improvement District, at least in Glen Cove, is a certain downtown area, certain streets. And they have to, if they own their building, they have to pay. They have to be part of it. It's mandatory, right? Right. And they get improvements from it. They get benefits. But the benefit of the Chamber, the Chamber of Commerce, what we offer is different, is that it offers networking, advertising, just different types of things than the bid does for True. business. Cedarhurst has a bid, but that's very different than a Chamber of Commerce. That's a good point, Lisa. Right. What Lisa's saying about advertising is something that we are very big in. In, uh, in Hewlett Woodmere, um, all of our members pay $125 a year in dues, which is very reasonable. And one of the benefits they get is unlimited advertising. We put up Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, uh, everything but Prodigy. And, uh, <laughs> that's something that we do on a daily basis. We're constantly promoting this, and we work as a community promoting events to get the community, residents, and the school system, and the businesses and professionals all together working on projects going forward. And uh, that's why the bid, uh, the, the dues, rather, are really tiny compared to the benefits. Yeah. Uh, that they get. And we have many of our businesses and organizations work with community events where they're donating tens of thousands of dollars to events. So we're not getting a check, as you say, with the bid from the town or the state directly, although we do get benefits for our tax dollars. But many of these uh, dollars are going right back into our community. Uh, basically, almost all of our dues go back into events promoting businesses, professionals, the schools, and our own community. We have concerts. We have many different events that we participate in. Got a lot going on. Oh, yes. And we're going to get into Glen Cove in a minute. Um, question for you, Lisa. How closely do you work with the city government? Or do you find that the chamber sort of operates autonomously and the city does what they do? Do you find you're working hand in hand? We do work hand in hand. One of the things we do is ribbon cuttings. Um, one-year anniversaries, and w there's been a change in administration this past year. Yeah. We work very closely with the new administration. We've even had the deputy mayor come to our meetings. We've had our other local politicians speak at meetings because we want that synergy. If there is a problem, um, we don't have political pull, per se, but, but we can influence. We can make the phone calls, even when it comes to things like sidewalks you know, needing repair, um, we'll go to bat. Or if someone needs a license for something, a permit that's being held up, um, we'll go to bat for them. 
Do you have uh, members of the city government that are, um, I'm sorry, employees of the city government who are members of the chamber? No, they're not per se, but they're all welcome to come. They're not. They're all, I, I they're have all. worked with a number of chambers where, uh, for example, Rockville Center, um, the mayor is a member of the chamber, and typically the mayor or someone will be at their monthly meeting, and it's a great opportunity for the business owner to, you know, pull that person aside and say, hey, you know, I'm having a problem with uh, the parking in front of my, or the garbage collection or whatever, and I think that can be a real plus if, in fact, you do have someone from uh, from the town or from the village or the city, in your case, as a member well, of the chamber. They come to us. They come to the meetings. Very oh, they often, do. As I said, but they're not— They're not we, writing we, out a check. We, we, don't, we don't require that they become members. That's all. Yeah. They're, they're automatically members, I guess. They're always welcome there. And, David, before we take a break, um, how closely do you work with the town of Hempstead? Do you have any— buddy? We work very closely with our representatives, and— um, we're actually on the phone every single day with Councilman Anthony D'Esposito's office, uh, with uh, Supervisor Gillen's office. We have contacts we speak with every week in the county executive's office, and we work on many projects with them, uh, as, as we were just saying, in terms of helping people get permits, helping people that have issues with roads and, and other items. And ribbon cuttings are something that we do every single week. Okay. When we come back, there's a lot going on in Glen Cove. We're going to find out a little more about it. You're listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM, WCWP, and WCWP.org. Welcome back to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM, WCWP, and WCWP.org. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders and has been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast by visiting wcwp.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. My guest today, David Friedman, president of the Hewlett Woodmere Business Association and Lisa Cohn, president of the Glen Cove Chamber of Commerce. I'd like to delve a little deeper into the city of Glen Cove is there's a lot to talk about, uh, starting with the Village Square redevelopment. What can you tell us about that project? We're excited about that. Uh, it's, there's been talk of it for years. They've changed developers. Um, currently, the, the design is to be like a, an Italian piazza with a, a, a room in, in the middle of it for gathering place, for concerts, for, for meetings. In the summertime, we have downtown sound, so I'm assuming they're going to host that in there when it's done. But the advantage is, over some of the other development, it'll put apartments up on top. They'll have people living there, okay, which is important to any downtown. I think you look at Huntington as an example where almost all their stores have apartments on top. And I think it's important to have people living in the town because there are some people that don't like to travel that will shop their Rockville centers another place. So that's going to be a plus. Are you talking about adding second stories to the existing buildings downtown? Or are you talking about this new development? No, this is two stories. new development, new development. The existing buildings downtown, they, when they did the renovation, what? Urban renewal, they must have done it 30 years ago when they built the parking garages. And they took down the buildings that had apartments on top. And I think that's what caused a lot of the business to leave Glen Cove. They, the stores just couldn't make enough money. It wasn't viable. And so this is a plus. It's not a very large area. It's not going to look bad in like all office buildings. And there will be stores on the bottom and apartments up on top. And like I said, that meeting area, that gathering space in the middle. Has the chamber um, had any input in the development of that project or are they operating uh, sort Um, of autonomously? We're autonomous, but we've, I think we, we have given opinion that we're for it because, again, the chamber supports local businesses. Many of them are smaller, um, even if they're competing with whoever's coming in. We're talking about sometimes mom-and-pop businesses, and they can't survive. Stores and, and restaurants, it's really hard to survive down there. Glen Cove is full of pizza places and nail places, and we don't need any more. We need a variety <laughs> 
Um, and it's got to bring the people in. And again, as I mentioned earlier, the waterfront, which isn't right there, will be close enough to connect that people will want to come to Glen Cove and travel everywhere. I believe it'll happen. I'm going to date myself a little bit, but uh, I used to love going to Glen Cove to uh, see concerts at the North Stage Theater. And it broke my heart when they knocked that down. I think there's a parking deck there now, right? Is that what that was replaced with? No, the Regency is there. It's an assisted living, and they expanded. Oh, assisted living. Okay. Will they be adding a theater or something like that? I think that would be a great attraction. The waterfront area is going to have that hotel. Then let's talk about that. Right. So there's a... Uh, waterfront development at Garvey's Point, right? Yeah. A mixed-use community located uh, along the shores of Hempstead Harbor. Um, it's been going on for quite some time now. Seems to be, from an outsider's perspective, dragging along. Maybe it's not on your... Can you give us an update on how, how Garvey's Point they, the project um, is going? They actually have... They're 60% sold on two of the buildings that Believe it or not, I don't know why they did this, but they're the furthest from the waterfront part. But they're actually 60% sold. So you can imagine when they're building right on the waterfront. I believe they may have to still do additional cleanup. I know they're working on the road. Recently I went down there and they closed off one road and there's a few businesses there. They made you go around this back way, which is not helpful, but it was necessary for construction. So... um, there's going to be everything there, a hotel, a conference center, outdoor con- con- concerts. There'll be a park area. I believe there's going to be a dog walking park. A nature That's trail, a, I think yeah. I saw. Um, right, and the ferry. The ferry. The ferry is a big one. And even and they're looking to get subsidies. We got an extension on the grant that we got for that. Um, it, it's important. I remember years ago, my father-in-law worked in Wall Street. He paid for a helicopter ride sometimes down to Wall Street rather than taking the train or driving into the city. So it's another alternative. It's a way to bring people to Glen Cove. And interestingly enough, years ago when they had the steamboat ferry, that, that took the rich people to the city. And I believe they brought the workers out to Glen Cove to work on these rich estates that are out there. We have houses that used to belong to Pratt and Woolworth and all of them. And there was a steamboat ferry back in the day that went from Glen Cove to Manhattan. I have an old map from 1924, I believe, of Nassau County. And if you look at the, back on the old maps, uh, much of the area was undeveloped. So all you would see was the name of the property owner. And you're right. It's the Guggenheims, right? right. And the Pratts Pratt. and the Helmsleys all owning this property up in Glen Cove. Beautiful. Um, The ferry has been in the news. It's kind of an on-again, off-again, but I guess there was a deadline that was to be met. Otherwise, you were going to give back something like $16 million or something? It was a lot. They met the deadline. Um, Well, they didn't meet it. They They got got an extension. extension, They got an extension. The problem is it needs subsidies. It's expensive to run. Even though everyone's complaining it's going to be so expensive, it costs even more to run than they're going to charge for it. But I've been told that even the ferries that are currently operating in, in Manhattan, that they're all subsidized as well. So it's coming. It's just a matter of finding someone. Well, we know do. the Staten Island Ferry is subsidized. Yeah. That's free. <laughs> How long will the commute be from Glen Cove to, I guess, is it going to have I a think, couple of stops along the way? or is I, it going? I think they're, they're just ta- talking about one. I'm not exactly sure. And that may change. But I think they're looking to do a 30, 40-minute ride, something like that. Hadn't this been tried once before? We had it years ago. The company that did it also went to um, Connecticut, to Foxwoods, I believe. In fact, I believe they used those boats during 9-11 for the rescue. Mm. They were helpful there. Um, And it was a year ago or six months ago when the trains were doing something and they implemented the ferry then. And no, it wasn't used much then because I I wanted to go on it myself. And I believe it was running at 6 a.m. in the morning and at 5 p.m. at night. And that was it. No other choices. So, of course, it wasn't. Of course, no one used it. Not convenient. Yeah, it wasn't. It really wasn't. So you got the Village Square redevelopment. You've got the Garvey's Point development. You've got service, ferry service to Manhattan coming. So uh, this is a time to be optimistic in Glen Cove. A lot of uh, ideas that hopefully you're going to draw people to your community. 
Yes, and, and also keep the young people there. I think that's what's really important. How is the, the retail climate in Glen Cove? There, there virtually is none. I mean, the, we, although I laugh, we have three pet stores. <laughs> We're a small community. We don't need so three. So we now know, David, there are nail salons, pizzerias, and pet stores. Pet stores. We all have those. <laughs> and restaurants. We have lots of good restaurants, a lot right. of good restaurants. People come to Glen Cove to eat. It's always been a destination for eating. So what do you in need of? What does your town need? Obviously, you've got new development coming, but as, well, a, as a resident, you're a resident of the community. Yes. What are you missing? Well, there's a health food store, Rising Tide, that's been around for f- over 40 years. They're expanding. They've been in a small store. They're developing across the street. I don't know exactly how large, but su- sizable. Um, we need more things like that. We need, I mean, years ago we had a Woolworths. We need something like that, um, a store where you can buy basic stuff. Um, we have a Staples office supply, um, just basic things. You know, we've got a dollar store. Um, there just needs to be more. And uh, Do you see these new um, developments and initiatives coming in? Are they going to draw, you think, that kind of uh, I think retail? it will. I think it, it'll bring more people. Again, as a resident, you know, there's been a lot of complaints about the traffic that it's going to bring, but they are de- redeveloping some of the roads. It, it's a way of life. I grew up in Roslyn, and when I had to go to Glen Cove years ago, I remember that, that trip up Glen Cove Road. I hated it, and it was inevitable. You got stuck at Northern Boulevard, but they made the light longer. It's not as bad. Um, the, the, the waterfront, is. I think it's crucial, and that's why the chamber is for it, because it, it has to put Glen Cove on the map as a place to go, a place to have fun, a place to shop, a place to take a the destination. ferry to a hotel. All of it. It has to be. Yeah. Like, listen, Long Beach is a destination location, and that's that's even further south than uh, than your communities are, David. Yes. Um, how are things in uh, Hewlett, Woodmere on the retail side? Are they ver- – I've never been there before. I, I'm the first to admit it, but after this uh, meeting with you, I think I'm going to have to go down and yes, take a look. Yes, we invite you there. Exactly. We'll one of our great restaurants for yes. lunch. So what are they um, – I don't know a lot about the – do you know anything, Lisa, about Hewlett Woodmere? No. No. I really Tell don't. us a little bit about – are they similar communities or are they very different? Well, basically what we have is we have the main strip of Broadway running all the way through Hewlett and Woodmere. Uh, we have uh, uh, many retail stores, restaurants. Right now, luckily for us, we have been – promoting with brokers and business people to open new businesses. We have uh, Harbor Grill, which we're doing a ribbon cutting on next week, uh, which is a Mediterranean restaurant. We've been there. They have a soft opening. is terrific. Um, we have a new Thai restaurant under construction right now on Broadway. We are doing ribbon cuttings in the next few weeks for new pediatric dental offices. We have tons of kids. We need a lot of services of that nature. Russo's Flooring has moved into Woodmere, taken one of the vacant stores there. AJ and Moss, which has unbelievable selection, a small store of uh, clothing and houseware items and novelties, things of this nature. So we do have a lot of businesses coming in and we're encouraging the landlords to work out better deals as far as rent packages to encourage more businesses to come in. Hewlett is pretty much full in terms of retail and professional space. Woodmere still has vacancies that we're now currently filling. We also have uh, in the Penn Mill Shopping Center a complete renovation that was done when Basser Kaufman took that shopping center over. So we have really good restaurants. We have uh, Asian fusion restaurants there. We have Italian. We have a new Mediterranean restaurant that's opening there right now. So we've been encouraging businesses to open. We have a, a large number of people that have disposable income. So again, we were saying with Lisa before, we're not encouraging more banks or more nail salons. We've got tons of them. Uh, we would been, right now we're trying to get someone to come in and put in an ice cream parlor. Uh, we have a lot of yogurt stores. Always popular, those ice cream parlors. We need an ice cream parlor because you want to have be able to have kids' parties in these places. So we've been encouraging things like that. And we've also, since Hurricane Sandy, uh, completely rebuilt our Veterans Plaza. And this is something that gets the business community and the residents together to celebrate the menorah lighting at Hanukkah, 
Christmas tree lighting. At Christmas time, we have veterans uh, projects there. Uh, the American Legion, we got together with Sid Mandelbaum from Rock and Wrap It Up. And he got the uh, American Legion and the uh, VFW together to place a veterans monument there. So our veterans plaza is now very active with community events. And we try to involve everyone in the community, the schools, religious organizations, community organizations, and the businesses to work together. And we also encourage a tremendous amount of community service. Pardon my ignorance, but you made reference to Rock and Wrap It Up? Yes. Uh, Rock and Wrap It Up is an organization that uh, Sid started many years ago when they saw that um, movies uh, were, were occupying various sets where the food was being thrown in the garbage after they you know, finished wrapping uh, rock and roll concerts and other types of concerts and movie productions. And he organized this uh, uh, organization to get the leftover food brought into food pantries, brought into local churches and synagogues and various community organizations Wonderful. to use this food so it doesn't get wasted. He's a terrific organization. We love promoting Rock and Wrap It Up. Hmm. Uh, Lisa, you had touched on something before about the parking and uh, I guess this residents of Glen Cove being concerned about too much traffic and issues like that. Uh, a couple of weeks, uh, uh, a couple of months ago, excuse me, we had a president of the Rockville Center Chamber was on and we were talking about their parking issues. Um, but they become a victim of their own success. Rockville Center is such a successful town now that now their biggest issue is how do we how do we develop enough parking for the people who want to shop here? So it's sort of a catch-22. Uh, the community is going to grow, no doubt, Lisa. Um, parking will be a problem. Uh, I hope and I'm sure that the city's thought this through already, but there's going to be ample parking for everybody because that could be a huge deterrent. You get into a town, you're driving around for a half an hour, finally you give up and you say, you know what, oh, let's just go to you know Greenvale or Roslyn or some other community. Is this something that you foresee being a problem or is it – all part of the master plan. The parking, I don't think is. If if you mentioned before North Stage, then you remember when they did the urban renewal, when they knocked down North Stage, and across the street were empty lots. What did they build? Parking garages. Before there was any businesses there. Before there were offices there. So you've got parking garages on that side of the street, and on the south side, behind the stores, you have a th also three-level parking garage. It's it's rarely full. There, there isn't a problem with parking. The problem that people complain about is the traffic, you know, but it's, it's all over the island, wherever you go. Who, which one of us doesn't, you know, plan a trip even to the airport? And if you can, you, you, you try your best. You don't want to go there in rush hour. You know, you avoid it like the plague. Right. So it, it, it comes with the territory. We want people. We're going to have it. But I don't think parking is a problem. I, I go to Rockville Center. I go to a church there. And Sundays, the, the meters, you don't have to pay. But I have to wait. I literally go and I wait till one service is out to get a space for the next one because there's nowhere to park. I've I never had that happen in Glen Cove. The chamber president was, was telling a funny story about from how from time to time the village would have these special um, no meter days, you know, where they'd waive the meter fee. And what they found out was that it wasn't really benefiting the businesses because the employees – were taking up the spots on the street and parking their car there for the day. Yeah. And obviously it's up to the ownership to, you know, remind the employees to park further away. But they tried it a number of times and the, and the business owners would say, you know, uh, we really didn't notice any increase in foot traffic. And as the village examined it a little further, they were noticing it was the employees just taking those spots mm -hmm. in the front. Okay, we're going to come back for one final segment here. And uh, when we do come back, success stories and plans for the future for Glen Cove and the Hewlett-Woodmere communities. You're listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM, WCWP, and WCWP.org.
Welcome back to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM, WCWP and WCWP.org. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders and has been underwritten by MapTunes Long Island Chamber Maps. Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast by visiting WCWP.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. My guest today, David Friedman, president of the Hewlett Woodmere Business Association, and Lisa Cohn, president of the Glen Cove Chamber of Commerce. So, David, you've been uh, president for, we figured, what, four years about now? Yes. Okay, maybe a little more. Um, what are some of the success stories you'd like to share about your communities? Well, one of the things we were talking about, the parking situation, fortunately, we have no That's a success meters. story you're going to tell us? No meters. <laughs> that, that <laughs> People is like that. Because we have no meters, we get a lot of people coming in. It does uh, present the problem. We have to come up with solutions for these problems. Um, one of the things, luckily, once Bastard Kaufman took over the Penn Mill Shopping Center, which is one of our main anchor shopping areas, uh, we spoke with them about a parking problem there. And fortunately, there was a area behind the shopping center, which was completely unused and owned by the shopping center, and what they've done now is uh, pave that area so that the employees can park on the back and the side there, creating more parking for customers. We need to have parking for customers. It doesn't do any good if the employees take up all the spots. So adding 80 spots in that lot has been something that's been, been a tremendous help there. Um, one of the other things that we do is when businesses come in, for example, these new restaurants, we have Donacola, which has a tremendous following and doesn't have its own parking lot, Harbor Grill, and several other locations there. The first thing that I do is I put them in touch with Mark Barron at Parking Systems. You've probably seen them doing valet parking at restaurants, beach yes. clubs, and uh, organizations all over the island. Fortunately, they're very creative and they work deals with local merchants and local businesses. So, for example, if a particular business is closed in the evening and the restaurants need more parking, Parking Systems works deals with these uh, owners and says, listen, we want to park our restaurant customers there so that we're able to fill up the restaurants with customers and use these creative alternative parking systems there where the customers don't have to worry about finding more spots in the municipal lots. So that's been something that's terrific. Yeah. Um, one of the things that our organization also does is we um, give awards and scholarships to students. We have been able to get some of our Hewlett High School business students to work on solutions for problems we have in our area. For example, how do you encourage businesses to come into the community? We take some of our students and give them projects to work on. Marketing is something that we're very big on, and we luckily have been able to get the business department. Uh, Rose Panarelli, who's on my board, runs the business department in the district there, and we've been able to get students to come in to come up with ideas. Uh, one of the things going on in our area right now is the Woodmere Club has been sold. Uh, this is a long time coming, and it's something where country clubs have not had uh, uh, many members coming in, new members coming in across the country. Uh, a developer came in there. They initially wanted to put in a huge development of houses. We have worked with the community members and with local government to try to get that changed into a situation where we have fewer new houses on that property and more community space uh, for people to use. And it's something that at this point the town of Hempstead has been supporting uh, and we're working right now on various plans coming up to try to do something where we have more new homes, at the same time, more community space. There's not any way of creating more land. That's true. That's a good compromise, though, and yeah. hopefully you can uh, see that through. Um, what are your goals for the coming year? Well, right now, um, we have a board where everyone has a function. And we'd get input through our community members and businesses, through our board members, asking them, what would you like to see? Where do you want to go here? Um, certain members of our organization are working on increasing 
professional practices, restaurants, things of that nature. We also work with more scholarships for students, projects such as this Amazon uh, project. We figure that by the time the Amazon project is completed, there will be 100,000 people between the employees, their spouses, their children. And we're looking to get a percentage of that pie to get these people to come into our community. We have one of the most highly rated school systems in the United States. Do you? So, for example, Hewlett High School in the last Newsweek survey, I believe is number 110 out of 28,000 high schools in the United States of America. That's impressive. So we are pushing when we want to get people to come in, what our assets are. We've got great stores. We've got great professionals and great restaurants and a fantastic school system. We have parks. Nassau County has uh, concerts that are, we have in our area, in the five towns, uh, using Grant Park as well as North Woodmere Park. One of the other things that we do is we work with trying to get the kids using their time productively. So we spend a tremendous amount of time working with the Hewlett Lawrence Soccer Club, working with robotics programs and other tech programs in the school system. Um, you know, when we work on projects like this and anti-vaping and anti-drug programs, we are encouraging our residents and everyone in the community to work towards positive results in every area of their lives. And we've been very successful at that, and we're expanding those programs right now. I don't think anybody's going to be able to replace you. You <laughs> might be a president for a long time. Well, if you you got the, a lot of initiatives, <laughs> a lot of ideas. It's very, very refreshing. To yeah, hear that. If you saw the article in the paper. Uh, they, I am what's called the honorary mayor of Hewlett Woodmere, <laughs> and no, it doesn't come with a paycheck, unfortunately. But uh, this is—it's true. We we are are working towards grooming new chamber members uh, and new community leaders to keep everything we've been doing going in a forward and positive uh, uh, direction. So we have polar opposites here. Lisa just took over in the beginning of 2019 as chamber president. David, you've got a number of years under your belt. Lisa, I'm sure you've sat down and thought about uh, what you'd like to accomplish. How long is your term, by the way, as president? Two years. Two-year so term. I have another year. So uh, you were a board member prior to this, I'm sure. You said uh, you've been a member for a long time. Um, what, uh, what's on your mind? What would you like to accomplish with your couple of years you're going to have the gavel? Well, and, and with that, I have a success story that involves my nonprofit. Glen Cove is, is a small community. Um, it's a city, but everyone knows everyone. Um, the, big, the real goal of the chamber is to increase business for everyone. And our, our hardest time is getting members at these meetings where the networking takes place because that's where you meet people. You don't know. Now, five years ago, when I started renovations on this transitional home, Living Water for Women, that I run, I met a gentleman, came to his first chamber meeting, schoolhouse remodeling. He donated a sink. He came to the house, measured, donated this pedestal sink. The guy, the contractor that was doing the volunteer work said, it's not going to fit. He said, it's just not going to go in. I contacted the guy, Michael, again, came back. He spent the whole day putting that sink in. So now he not only donated it, he spent an entire day putting this sink in. Well, three years later, I needed work done on my house, which is an old house as well, a Dutch colonial. Who did I call? But this gentleman, he got a $15,000 job. Right. And I tell that as a success story because people have to keep coming and, and put their time in. And I tell them, as a, you know, I'm only a president for a year now, but I've been in the chamber for 10 years. And I say to them, you've got to show up at the meetings. You have to get involved in a committee. You've got to work on the project. I've been involved in the gala that the chamber runs yearly. Um, but our biggest event is this Culinary Delights which is May 1st, and we do that. This is our 22nd year. And everyone on the island and all these organizations are doing it, but I believe we had it first, where all the local restaurants come and just they put out the best of the best, and between $40 and $50, the price has gone up a little over the years, uh, you get everything from soup to nuts, and they even have beer and wine. 
for people that want that thing. And you're right. There are a lot of chambers that, that do that event now. Yeah. Uh, and, and they and do it, a few of them. Yeah. And another advantage, I've the last year I did this, and I'm going to do it again this year, the, some of the clients that reside at the houses that I run, we need extra help on that day. The restaurants very often will send food, but not people to serve it. Or we need people just... You know, collecting the food, cleaning up, putting up the wash stations and all of that. So the women from the house, they all come down and they volunteer and do that. And last year they gave us a donation in turn. So that's how it works is being involved in a chamber and putting in your time. And we're all volunteer. We have the woman that does the marketing. She gets paid, but no one else gets paid and you don't get paid either. That's how it works. But you volunteer and eventually they see it comes back. Business comes out of it. And it works. I do apologize. I think I implied that you had just begun your term in January, but uh, you just said that this is your this is my second year. No, it's your second year. Yes. So I apologize. I want to clarify that. So it's not. I I I don't know what happened. I thought I did good research, but uh, anyway. Um, so moving on. Um, so you've got some plans for the year. Um, what events are coming up in Glen Cove that? Um, listener might want to be a part of this year. Well, as I said, the culinary delights, that's a big one. In the summertime, uh, depending on construction, what they finish, we usually have the downtown sounds, which the chamber donates some money to. It's sponsored by the bid. um, Other local organizations give to that. It's great because they close off the streets and they have an outdoor concert there. And they got some semi-famous people that keep coming back year after year. And it draws a lot of people and it's good for the restaurants and other businesses there to get these people to come to Glen Cove. And eventually, as I said, when the waterfront, when it's really completed, they'll have real outdoor concerts with a stadium and you know, yeah. seats and all that. It, it should be a great thing. I'm really looking forward to it. And what's the timeline on the uh, Garvey's Point project? When do you think that's going to be completed? Um, probably I five. feel like it's taken forever. I don't know if it's just me. They had to do a cleanup. They had to do a massive cleanup. Was that so, a super fun site? It was. So... You know, it's great that they're bringing the vitality of the area and the water back and cleaning up the water that was misused land for so many years after years. Um, it's important, and uh, and it's a good thing. So when do you do they are they giving? I you think a, five years. They should have the bulk of it done. Mm-hmm. Wow. All well, right. as I said, there's one building the, right now that right. I can see from where the homes I run is. I can see it. Um, they're huge. They stick out. They, but they've sold 60% of them, and they're not even complete. And they're the furthest from the water. Right, but what I'm saying, you, you're saying you're five years away from having the amphitheater and the dog park and the... Totally complete. I think it'll be done in five years, maybe sooner. You know. um, if they get the ferry sooner, that might speed up things sooner. Um, it, it, it's a total package that needs to come together. Very good. David, um, how's membership? in your uh, business association? Our membership has been steadily increasing. Um, Right now we have approximately 200 members. Um, One of the things that we've been doing is we have been promoting businesses and right now one of the biggest things we're doing is networking and advertising. Every morning we put up ads for our businesses on Facebook, on Instagram, on Snapchat, on Twitter, all of these social media platforms. And on our Facebook pages in our community, we have people coming on saying, I need a gastroenterologist, I need a hair salon, I need a plumber, Uh, you know, whatever they need, we refer people every single day to local members. Right now, we have a membership uh, drive, and we've been getting a lot of new members. We have uh, people on our board uh, taking care of this along with me. Uh, on March 12th, we're going to be doing a networking event at the new Premier Care, which is a, a rehabilitation center. They've been fantastic. Uh, we're going to be inviting all of the politicians, community leaders, school personnel, uh, and administrators together to get new members to come into the association. And Premier Care basically has brought in music, catered food and drinks and, and uh, all kinds of Uh, incentives to get people to come into this. So we're building this, always trying to increase the number of new businesses and the support we give our existing businesses and organizations. Uh, One of the things that we do is we get all of our local members to buy ads on sport banners and uh, tech banners. For example, uh, t-shirt and banner programs encouraging the businesses to get their name out there for athletic events. So if you come down to one of our local school fields or school events, you will see 
the tremendous support that our businesses give to all of these nonprofit and school and athletic activities. Uh, it's great. This June, we're going to be having uh, 350 people at the Sands Beach Club in Atlantic Beach to celebrate the Ulett Lawrence Soccer Club and their success. That's a, one of our tremendous partners. And this has kids from all of the five towns. It's a nonprofit organization where all volunteers. Yep. It's been hugely successful. And this is another way that we have the businesses and the community and the school system working together to advance our community. And volunteerism and community service is a huge part of our, of our business organization. Lisa, how's membership at the Glen Cove Chamber these days? I believe we have about 180 members, and uh, we're, we're getting more every week. Every week, there are new members. Do coming. you both, you do monthly meetings, right? Uh, do you have it at the same time every, uh, every we month? We alternate. We were switching morning and night, and people got confused. We went to just night. Then we've done a couple of mornings. Uh, the next one, RXR, who is doing most of the development, they're hosting it, and they actually want uh, people from the school district there because the school is proposing a tremendous bond to repair mm. all the schools, and that's a big issue. And the chamber is kind of on the fence about whether we should support it or not because the bulk of those, the increase in taxes will be paid by wow. the business members. But it's needed. It's much needed. Without good schools, nobody wants to come to Glen Cove. So it's important to have that. Uh, you meet monthly too, David? Uh, we have a monthly board meeting. Uh, normally it's the second Tuesday. Uh, our board meets in local restaurants, and we support our restaurants by buying dinner there, of course. Um, we what, about a, what about a, uh, meetings for the general membership? The general membership, we have seasonal meetings. Um, the next meeting, as I was talking about before, at Premier Care, and this is something that is a open meeting for existing members, prospective members, we'd love to join the association, as well as many community members. And this is something that uh, gets the business people and professionals together where we can network. And uh, Premier Care, in this particular case, is catering the whole thing. We have other organizations that do the same thing seasonally, where we get everybody together and try to encourage new businesses to join. Uh, our Senator Todd Kaminsky has been terrific coming in on these events and updating the community on uh, what's going on uh, as far as our community's future. Okay. Special thanks to my guest today, David Friedman. You just heard him, president of the Hewlett Woodmere Business Association, and Lisa Cohn, president of the Glen Cove Chamber of Commerce. You've been listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM WCWP and WCWP.org. Chamber Chatter is underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. My name is Mark Snyder. Special thanks to my engineer, Ryan Collins. Coming up next, Project Independence and you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.